We wrote an article that went viral and sparked a natural hair revolution. We are Elise and Aisha, moms to small humans, digital content creators, licensed hairstylists, brand agnostic, curl educators, and generally your snarky girlfriends with no filter. We're two women from the south side of Chicago taking the stupid out of natural hair. On this episode, we're going to chat about who's your boss? Who is the boss around here? So the same mindset that made you a successful employee will not make you a successful independent artist. Let this sink in for a bit. Some of us like work a job. We go hard in the paint, right? <laughs> I've done it. Go hard in the paint, and then you don't get recognized like for your hard efforts and work and get bypassed. So you decide to go this independent stylist life. But what made you successful as someone else's employee will not make you successful as an independent artist. Yeah, you have definitely got to make some shifts um, in indre- of addressing your employee mindset um, as an entrepreneur. Because now you're an entrepreneur. You are a, a real live business owner. You are, as the, the, the kids like to say, a brand. <laughs> I hate that word, Jesus. <laughs> you are a brand, honey. And now, what is your brand? I don't. I'm not a fan of brands because I worked in like business. Um, but so you like, are what, now a business. How, you're, let's, you're let's a business. Just, instead of saying brand, because everybody, everybody in the whole wide world has a brand, right? You are building a brand, but you also are building a business, yes. and they are two different totally, things. Totally. So today, we really want to address how taking your employee mindset into entrepreneurship in the areas of pricing, mm-hmm. scheduling, and what's the other one? Because y'all know yeah, I can't marketing. marketing. <laughs> because now you're responsible for all those things um, that are going to make or break your business. Um, so you have to like really take into consideration that you are no longer an employee. You don't have to operate as an employee. In fact, you don't have to operate the way you think you have to operate because Let's somebody, because somebody said, somebody said you have to book out months in advance. Somebody said in order to raise your prices, you have to have X, Y, and Z in place. That no longer applies it's, when you are running your own business. It's 2019, almost 2020 in a few seconds, and the beauty business just doesn't operate like that anymore. Like the your business is driven by your client, and if you're not listening to your client, you are not going to be in business. Business owners have their ear to the street. Do you have your ear to the street? Do you really know what's going on? And really, with the your ear being to the street, your clients will tell you what they want, when they want, and how they want it. But your client is your boss, but you get to set the terms and conditions with how you work with them as an independent stylist. Like, take for example, everybody thinks that they have to work Saturday. No, you don't. You don't have to take evening clients. You don't have to work on specific days. You don't have to pre-book. You don't have to open your schedule for more than a month at a time if that does not work for your life. So we've coined something in our Advanced Education Cutty Kinky program uh, named, what is it? Uh, Master your ACM? Yes. Mastering your ACM. So your ACM means your attention, your time, and your money. What are you putting your attention towards? What are you spending your time on? 
And what are you spending your money on and how are you making your money? Is that bringing in money? I mean, Let's ask that question. are you doing things that you actually love to do? Like, do you like, like when you go into work, do you look at the schedule and go, oh, I got to do, like, if you're feeling that vexedness in your spirit <laughs> when you see that certain appointment that pops up that you haven't done. And it's done, not the client. No. It's the service. It's the actual service. You usually get vexed. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I get vexed when I see a twist out of my schedule. <laughs> I do. I get vexed. I'm like, oh, Lord, like, like why do does she want that? I'll say 90% of the time I never end up doing it. And see, I just took twist offs off, twist out <laughs> off my schedule because I no longer can do them, nor do I want to do them. So as an independent artist, that's where we have control over the services that we do and what we charge for them if we even want to do them. So, and I have to add a little caveat, like the reason why they're on the schedule Mm-hmm. Is because people think they can't do a wash and go. So I, it's just, it, I, yes, I switch and bake. Yes, I do. She switches and bake, and I say, you going to do this wash and go or not? All the time <laughs> I switch and bake. I do. I do. I was like, I just want to give them hope. Hope that No, they, I'm not giving anybody hope. You're going to give this wash and go, and you're going to be okay. You're, just a little bit. I just give them a little sparkle, like in my little corner of my eye right here. I just give them a little sparkle, See, and if, that's it. If I have to do the twist out, which is like maybe one client out of 75, I'll do that. But no, 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 because what you're going to be like, oh, I can get a twist out. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. You're not to aggravate Why my Why do you psor- want that? You're not going <laughs> to aggravate my psoriasis and my right thumbnail. Where are we so, going? No. <laughs> Why can't a wash and go do this? <laughs> <laughs> so when we say that... As the independent artist, you have to get out of the employee mindset because normally as an employee, um, I spent a few years as an employee in the beauty industry and you are beholden to metrics before you raise your prices, you're beholden to dress codes, you're beholden to how you work. As an independent artist, you can actually craft your day. Craft your services, craft the products that you're using, um, and craft how you use them. So for me, I don't want to do twist outs anymore, so I don't advertise for them. I don't want to do silk presses anymore. I don't advertise for them. As a natural hairstylist, I am no longer forced to do all the things. I can actually say I specialize in curly cuts, and if you get... The ability to do it, I can do a color commission on you because clients actually have to commission color for me. I don't just do everybody because y'all here not in condition to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But with that, it's like, how are you spending your attention, your time? How are you pricing? So for me, I have to price inclusive of paying um, employer and employee share of taxes. I have to price inclusive of paying all the rent and the bills for my workspace. After price inclusive of paying for all the products I use. After price inclusive of then, on top of that, having the lifestyle that I live and being able to pay for that. So my prices were going to look very different from someone who is benefiting from economies of scale. So when you work as an employee for a salon, you're benefiting from the fact that Four to 10 plus people are working at the same exact time on clients and bringing the salon in a certain amount of money. And you're either being paid hourly or you're being paid commission uh, percentage rate based off of what you're doing. So that salon is able to, to convene all that money in the same place and pay all the bills for the one building and pay all the products for that building and then pay you your share of the what you're doing because even as employees like they're not taking your money 
they are providing you the environment and the tools to do your job. So when you go independent, it's not that it's easier, it's not that it's better, it's that you have more control. Yes, and you have to determine, we talk about this, um, and work your chair. You have to determine, like, for yourself, what number is going to make you happy? And No, seriously. It's oh, like, yeah. What number is going to make you happy? Not only what number, and when I say number, how much How money many coins you need? In a year to take care of all of your whole life. <laughs> your entire life. Like I mean... Not, not your business life, your business your and your personal actual and your lifestyle. Life. Your actual life and your lifestyle. Like, we're drinking champagne. Now, mind you, we're drinking yes. We're drinking something from Costco that's Costco. like eight bucks. But it's amazing, though. It really is. Really it's good. amazing. But you want to be able to afford the things that bring you joy. Like, if you like vacations. If you like getting your nails done or if you need to get massages once a month. Because, I mean, face it, our jobs, our jobs are kind of strenuous sometimes on our bodies and kind our of. minds. I've been doing this for 10 years and my body's they like, are. girl, girl. They are. I'm looking girl. to get a massage on Wednesday. <laughs> but no, knowing that that's going to be a part of your expenses. So you want to be able to take care of every single expense. And so as your own boss, because you are, you're actually... Really, and my auntie said this to me, along with my great auntie, she was like, entrepreneurship is like, she's like, it's dope, but you still have a boss. Your yeah. boss is actually your clients, but you get to dictate to your clients how this business actually operates. What, yes. Under what hours, uh, under what time of day or what days, um, when you're going to be there, when you're not going to be there. What services you actually what, are offering. How much they cost. <laughs> what products you're using during the service, whether you'll let them bring their own products mm -hmm. or not. Um, so boundaries are so very important when you do run your business because there's oftentimes when we, we go, we transition from, from employeeship to entrepreneurship. And we're like, oh, my God, I need clients, I need clients, I need clients. And so you're just willing to do any and everything versus setting your boundaries in the beginning and teaching people how to actually treat you. Because the business you build in three to four years later is going to be reflective of what you're doing in those first 12 to 18 months. And if you let people run all over you in those first 12 to 18 months, they're still going to be running all over you during your fourth, fifth, sixth year. And that, I feel like that's so many reasons why people say, hey, I like the suite kind of, but I went back to being an employee or I went back to just working in a salon because those boundaries yeah, weren't you, put up. You've got to establish. I, I have to say, when I came in, I came in with some really clear so, boundaries. So let's talk about how many years we've been. I've been in this, I've been behind the chair for 10 and you've been behind the chair for, for two. Yes. And I worked in retail though prior to this. And because I worked in retail prior to this, I had to work a weekend. Like we had to work at least one weekend day. Um, we got one day off during a week and you get to choose those days sometimes. But I knew coming in, like after working about five plus years, working Christmases and Christmas Eves, um, the day after Christmas, I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And because I do have a small child, I have to like, my work life, actually, what I do at work is centered around what goes on with my child. Mm -hmm. And so that was really clear to me coming in. It's really clear to everybody 
anybody who wants to book with me, they know that I have a five-year-old. Like, they know about chocolate chip. Like, it's no secret. <laughs> I have a little boy. He's brown. <laughs> He's brown. And I am, a, you know what I'm saying, I'm responsible for him. So being responsible for him requires me to set some really strict boundaries so I can be both the parent and business owner I want to be at the same mm-hmm. time. And still take care of yourself, which is so very important. Mm-hmm. I actually work... I really only work in two cities now. I used to work in three. I used to work in Oakland, Chicago, and very near Atlanta. And with that, I have to set those boundaries because if I'm flying in, if I'm getting on a plane and I'm showing up and I'm there on time, I expect that same amount of respect. Uh, So there have to be those boundaries and rules and things in place as a business owner that I control. Versus when you're kind of like, oh, I'm an employee, you're, you're beholden to what that employer says are the rules. And so we've got to set those boundaries. And then let's talk marketing. Yeah. So with being, an, being a solopreneur, because really most of us are in our suites or on our, in our booths being solopreneurs. And we realize that we actually have to go build the clientele versus the sign on the door, the marketing out in the streets, what someone else's efforts are doing bringing the clients in. We've got to do that all ourselves. So we've got to be very smart and savvy about how we are branding ourselves. We're putting ourselves out there, how, you, how the world sees you, what you want them to know you for, because this is a big thing we talk about. Yes. What do you want to be known for? When somebody thinks of natural hair, and my friends list on Facebook, they automatically think of me yep. or anything um, in my business. And so they're like, oh, you need to check out this, this, and this. I've had a childhood friend that I run into occasionally through Chicago summers mostly who sent one of her co-workers here. She's never been. She sent her co-worker. So that's how deep the the branding, the branding or the marketing <laughs> is for me that somebody who I grew up with from my actual neighborhood um, was able to send somebody to me and she had never been here. Never been here, probably sees you like once or twice a year, if, if that. And so you're known for something. So we're always say a jack of all trades is a master of none when you are an independent person it's very easy to fall into the trap of I want to do everything so that I don't limit myself I don't limit the people who want to come see me but in this 20 and 19 everybody is looking for the best of the best and who's known for something very particular let me tell you they are using that instagram honey instagram is driving the beauty business right now if we don't know anything else they know instagram and they know that the stylists the nail people the braid people the lock people the The blow people the blowout people (laughs) the silk press people they know that those folks are on there and when they're looking, they're looking for, it's almost like they're like black excellence. Not that everybody has to be black, but they're looking for the most excellent person in every single area. So most, I'll say a number of them have multiple stylists. Like they have somebody who does their braids. She's the best because they go tell their friends, like, you know, girl, when like, she do my braids. Also did my braids. They're so cute, aren't they? they? Right. Like, so they're looking for the best of the best. So trying to do everything um, in this day and age is not the best business for being a boss and even if you can because to be honest yes I do curly cuts yes I do curly color I started out as an Aveda Institute student I could get you some blonde highlights long layer haircut and a round brush blow dry and get you out of retail in an hour and a half that's my origins I didn't I didn't start in the black hair care world 
Um, so I can do that. But if I mixed everything up at all times, where would, where would I be targeting? Who would I be targeting? My target market wouldn't be seeing me as the person that they see me now. So we've got to really think about what message are you putting out to potential clients and what do you want them to be saying about you when you're not there? Absolutely. So get your stuff in order. <laughs> Find out like what you actually love to do. And for the people, there's going to be somebody that's like, but I like to do everything. It's do everything. everything on the clients. Do everything on the clients that come to you for one thing. Yeah. I'll say that. I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like they, they came to you for that curly cut, but oh, I can do a twist out and a silk press and a this and a that. You'll have them for life. Absolutely. So don't feel the pressure of the old school mentality of doing everything. Be niched or niche, whichever way you want to say it, right? <laughs> We're going to piss somebody uh, off, but it's okay. But be, be it's it's all about, they say that the riches are in the niches. Like, it's there that, that people are coming specifically for something um, when they come to see me or when they come to see Elise. They're coming to me mostly because I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. Go home and do that. And in 12 months, your hair is going to be amazing. And it's going to be fabulous. So at that point, trust yourself. We oftentimes operate in fear because we, we see what everybody else is doing and we don't know how we're going to compete. We have to shift our mindsets from what has worked in the past in cosmetology, because things change now. There's no longer 10-year cycles. There's no longer five-year cycles. The cycles are anywhere from six to 12 months right now. So being at the forefront of where your consumer is, knowing what they want, knowing how they want it, and knowing how much they're willing to pay for it is going to be very important to know who is your boss. <laughs>